Welcome in, you are listening to another episode of Keep the Change Podcast. This time we are going to be looking at, on day number five, credit card debt. Oh God, did I get myself into some trouble with a credit card? And you would have seen me talk about this previously through Keep the Change lessons, but by now what you can see is that I, uh, I'm i still going through the journey of my life of really not figuring my shit out and not changing some habits and not actually understanding money better, but actually just looking for ways to bring more money into my life. Now I had this great idea when I had a house with a mortgage that I could offset some of it. That's why I know so much about offset mortgages. What I did is I had a credit card with the Westpac and I went to them and I said, hey, what's the maximum possible balance I could get on this credit card? And they said, fill this form out, young man, in your grey suit and we'll let you know. And they said, oh, 15 grand? Oh, only 15. So that's probably a quarter Probably a quarter of my salary, maybe maybe less than a quarter of my salary. So I was getting paid like just over 60K maybe. I think I was on 70K then, but I had a mortgage as well and they're happy to give me a 15 grand credit card. Just seems ridiculous, doesn't it? But anyway, what I thought I'd do is I would uh, get this credit card and I would take the money off of it via uh, ways which I will not explain and I will take that cash and I will offset my mortgage and have 60 days to be able to repay that, and then I'm going to pay less interest on my mortgage on my house. So that is literally what I did. So basically, I got the credit card, I drew it down, I pulled all of the money out of it, out of a way that wasn't a cash advance, I wasn't getting any fees, wasn't getting charged any interest on it, and I put it against my mortgage. And so I'm not paying my mortgage off, but I'm just offsetting it. So say I had owed 160 k on it, and I can pull 10 grand off that credit card, say, then I'm only paying interest on 150 grand because in the bank's eyes, they're like, well, you are, you're offsetting your debt and you only really owe us 150 grand because you're sort of giving us access to this 10 grand at the moment. But really that credit's just come from them and they've given it to me in the form of a credit card. So then I'd have to pay it back, which I'd pay back at the end of the period. The, you know, I'd get the statement, it would say, oh, you owe 10 grand or whatever. So I'd pay that. And then I'd do the cycle again. So I was decreasing the interest that I was paying. And I think rates back then were maybe 4 4 and 5% maybe. And uh, I was saving myself over the course of a year probably like 500 bucks. Um, is that right? 5% on 10 grand? Yeah, that's right. So 500 bucks. All of this to save 500 bucks. Seems pretty stupid, doesn't it? Correct, it was. Uh, because by the time you chuck on your admin, well, your, your bank, um, your, your setup fee and your annual MasterCard fee or whatever these things charge you, I'm probably only really saving like, you know, four point, well, 450 bucks, say, maybe even 400 and all the pissing around. But anyway, one thing hadn't changed. I hadn't sorted my shit out. Shit out. I hadn't really changed my habits. And slowly but surely, I just started spending this 15 grand that I had access to. So all of a sudden, I couldn't offset, it, offset my mortgage by 15 grand. I could only offset it by 14, 13, 12, 11, 9, 7. And my credit card balance debt was getting higher. 
and my uh, available credit to offset my mortgage was getting lower. So I was getting myself into a trap, wasn't I? And then I basically got to the stage where I got it to owe, like I owed 13 grand on it. And I spoke to my brother and I'm like, mate, I've fucking absolutely got myself into a situation here. You know, I was freaking out and I was embarrassed and I'm like, what do you, like, what do you think I should do? He was like, well, I don't know, probably repay it. I'm like, oh, that's, that's good advice. So that's what I had to do. Over the course of the next 26 fortnights, I paid $500 a fortnight and I paid the 13 grand back. What I did is I, I rang the bank and I said, hey, look, I don't want this credit card anymore. I want to pay it off. Can I, can you decrease the interest on it? And they said, well, we could transfer the balance to a lower interest credit card and you could do that. So I did that. So that means I wasn't getting charged like 15% interest or 19 or whatever they rip you off at. And I was only paying like 1.2 or 2% interest on it. So it was, it was very manageable. But what I had to do then is I had to basically change my entire uh, set of habits. And this is, I think, where I started learning better about money because some things had to change. Now, there's a saying, nothing changes if nothing changes. And what that means is that I needed to make some changes to change the outcomes that I was getting. So the first thing I would do is, as soon as I got paid, I would transfer $500, which was my excess cash effectively, which is money I should be saving, but I, but I, I, couldn't, I couldn't save it this time. I needed to pay down debt. That was my priority. And I didn't have the privilege of saving because I'd fucked up and I'd made these poor decisions. So I had to accept that and work through it. And I would transfer 500 bucks onto my credit card. I would ring Westpac the next morning and I would say, hello, can I please decrease my credit card limit? And, you know, after 26 goes at this, it's a pretty rinse and repeat process. Um, but, you know, the first couple of payments, it was, you feel like you're not making any progress. Well, 13 grand goes down to 12 and you've, you've, a month of your life is gone. And you start to get mind fucked. Sorry, there's some strong language in this, but you're going to work and you're going, I'm, I'm kind of working to repay my previous sins. I'm almost working for free. I'm, I'm giving Westpac back the money. But that's it. I was. I was paying my dues because I'd lived a life that I shouldn't have been living because I couldn't afford to. And now I had to go back and pay for it in the future. So my past was costing me my future. And that's opportunity cost. And that's just what happens when we don't think these things through and change the habits that we have that are underlying them. And that was such a good idea to have that 15 grand credit card for someone that could manage money. At that time, I couldn't. I couldn't be trusted, and I had shit habits, and I had shit uh, principles, I had shit ways to deal with money, and it wasn't a good idea for me. For someone else, it could have worked perfectly and saved them a lot of money, and they are probably racking up hot points with Westpac, because I was, and you're getting vouchers for Bunnings and all sorts of shit. Anyway, Westpac eventually closed the loop on what I was trying to, or how I was doing it as well. So hence why I haven't really got into how I did that. Um, but, you know, that's what a lot of people will do. They'll try and do these systems so that they can build up their area points and their hot points and things like that. And then they can, um, you know, save money later in the year because they can give Christmas vouchers and they can buy things for people or they can buy things from their home. But, you know, it's, it's not like I was the only one doing this or the only one probably doing it right now. But, again, 
I was just, uh, I was the wrong person for that methodology because some things I did that I didn't have in place were, were meant that it was just a disaster waiting to happen and, and, and the disaster did happen and I basically rinsed that entire credit card bar two grand and I had to slowly pay it back. But this is where it all kind of started to change for me and flip because it started to teach me discipline and consistency and habit and accepting responsibility, ownership, accountability, that I had got myself into this hole and I was the one that was then going to get myself out of it too. And we've all heard things like that and we've all taught the, been uh, taught things like that. But, you know, I think there is so much to be gained by getting a massive hiding through doing heaps of dumb shit, through making a lot of mistakes because you start to learn resilience. Now, that's sort of the other way that society's going at the moment. It's like, oh, let's, you know, let's just bail everyone out on their on their mistakes and, um, you know, let's just don't be too hard on people and all this shit. And then on the other side, we're like, oh, we've got a massive crisis with people not having uh, resilience and issues of mental health and anxiety and all these things. But from my understanding and from things that I've gone through, and this is just my own personal opinion, is that when you go through really hard shit, you grow and you become a better version of yourself and you become a little bit harder, a bit more steeled. Um, you, you know that you can face things that pop up and people come to you with their problems and you go, well, hey, trust me, that's not that bad. I, I can help you. I guarantee you I can help you. Here's where I've been and here's how I got out of it. And your experience with your poor choices can start to help other people. And hence why I do keep the change so that I can share with you some of the things that I've done and know that some of you will be listening going, oh, I can completely relate to this because I've done the exact same dumb shit. Now, don't be embarrassed by it. Be grateful that you've had the experience to go through it and that you're still here. And maybe your lessons through that can help other people and you might be the perfect person to teach the student at some stage when they come to you and they just need your ear and they just need your support. So never be embarrassed by the dumb shit that you do and especially if you've come to peace with it and, and, and grown from it and learned from it. So credit card debt was something that uh, I got myself into and, and I think something that really helped me because it then started to flip some of the habits that I was making and I become determined to pay off this credit card and I think I got the odd bonus and I would pay it down, but I knew that the key thing here that I changed is I knew that if I kept the credit card with the balance, with the, with the available credit, that I would end up back in that same position because I hadn't fixed myself. I still couldn't be trusted. So the key thing that I did here is I decreased the balance, and that is why so many people in this day and age, they get so much fulfillment and joy out of binning their buy now, pay later, and actually getting rid of those things. Not just paying it all back and going, sweet, I don't need to use that anymore. It's literally not even having access to it. Because you know that once we have access to these things, this is where we can make poor choices and then get ourselves back into the exact same spot. So I'm so glad that I decreased that balance every single fortnight. And I went through that process to do that because I know that... Perhaps when I got down to seven grand of credit card debt, the old Luke would have kicked in and gone, ah, who cares, just spend this grand or this two grand. 
you've you've you know you're at thirteen grand once you you've made huge progress, but I put a barrier between that and I've made my poor thinking not allow or not be allowed to do dumb shit like that because I just didn't have access to the money anymore. So I would literally, within 12 hours, it was like 9 a.m. every morning or just about 8 I, Like I knew when the Westpac helpline opened and I would ring them as soon as that happened. I can still see myself sitting at my table, my kitchen table, ringing them, being like, hey guys. And like you get straight through at that time of the morning too because no one's really ringing them, um, especially to decrease their credit card. And sometimes they make it like a little bit tricky for you because they want you to have the credit, I believe. Uh, but those, you know, things have kind of changed these days because there's, there's different rules around credit and stuff like that. But, you know, just be careful if you do have access to money that you know you shouldn't really have. It's pretty ridiculous thinking back to think, okay, well, a sales getting paid 70 grand a year, 67, I can't remember what my salary was. And I had a credit card. They gave me a credit card of $15,000. That's really like after tax for me back then. That's probably seventeen and a half to twenty grand worth of credit that I had access to, and it's just it's just crazy, isn't it? So that that's also I I had a uh, a mortgage at that time too. So it's not like I just had a credit card. I actually had debt at the same time, but they were happy to give it to me. But that's not their fault. It's my fault. I'm the idiot here, not them. Because look, they got their money back, didn't they? They knew who they were lending to, that eventually they'd get it back. They must have risk profiled me, etc. So there's no one to blame here. So let's not blame the bank, let's blame Luke and his poor thinking and his poor choices. He's who got us into this mess and he's then who got us out of it. And sometimes when you make poor decisions, you've got to just dig in and you've got to make them right. And that's exactly what I had to do. Fortnight after fortnight for 26 fortnights and get rid of that credit card. And I, I think I still have that balance. I still have, I had a $1,000 balance credit card right up until last year. And I, I think I wrote about it when I rung and I actually paid off that credit card because I looked at it and was like, why am I still using credit when I don't need this credit? I, like, what am I doing? I get a debit card. So I rang, I closed it and... Then I started using a debit card. So I do not have a credit card anymore. And it's good to see so many younger people these days not getting a credit card, but they've just fallen for the trap of doing the buy now, pay later and all these different things. And again, we spoke about this in one of the earlier lessons. It's just justified that, oh, it's a great it's a great solution for consumers. But is it? It is until you get stuck into the trap and it becomes just another extension of your income or it becomes the way you buy everything and you're, you're not using it, it's using you. And that's exactly what this credit card was doing for me. So 15 grand of credit card, all paid off, and then it was, um, you know, on to what goals I wanted to, to do from there. But, you know, that's a whole year, 26 weeks, and, and I, I'm very lucky and grateful that I had that $500 of free cash flow that I could actually, that basically like excess money, to use non-jargon terms, I had excess money of $500 a fortnight that I could use to pay that down. And I know so many people that wouldn't be in that position. So, you know, I'm, I'm very lucky that it only took me a year. But that's a whole year of my life that I couldn't invest. I couldn't make other decisions around things I wanted to do with money that might help me in my future because I was uh, paying back sins from earlier in my life. 
and I'd enjoyed the fruits of those things. Some of those nights I couldn't even remember, weekends away, but you know I had to pay them back. And that's the danger of using credit and using buy now, pay later and stuff, is what if something comes across your desk, it's a real office term, isn't it? Something comes across your phone or something and you, there's, there's an investment or something you people want you to be a part of, your friends, but you can't because you've committed to buy now, pay later to pay back some shitty jersey you don't even need because you've got six already over the next four weeks or whatever you financed, a lazy boy. You've gone out and brought a lazy boy, boy, lazy boy, a lazy boy or a drone or some fashionable thing that everyone's getting and you want to do it just so that you can fit in and you can't actually invest in sharesies for the next three or four weeks because all of your money is going back to paying back some shitty thing that you're not actually going to use. Think about that and think about the opportunity cost of using credit. I had a whole year of repaying debt before I could start thinking about setting myself up for the future and it trapped me again because I needed to keep that level of income so that I could repay that because I needed to, I had like a 12 month window to repay that credit card until the interest rate kicked back in and I was going to be in trouble with a high interest rate. So, you know, I, uh, I had to make some sacrifice but it slowed me down and progressing. I could have been, imagine if I was paying $500 extra off my mortgage every fortnight and what that could have been doing for me would have been unreal, the compounding growth of that and what interest it would have saved me. But no, I was repaying poor decisions that I'd made in late nights and weekends away. So there you go, credit card debt. And for you, you might not have a credit card, but you may be using your buy now, pay later and all these latest finance type schemes, but the themes are still the same. And I'm sure you can pick up from here that you know, this is where it started to turn around for me. This is where I started to get back in control of some of my finances. But the things that led me here were poor decisions and an inability to manage my own money or have any respect for it. That has been the fifth lesson. I was supposed to start these by saying, I want to tell you a story or let me tell you a story, but I've completely forgotten to. But let me tell you a story. I got a fifteen credit, a $15,000 credit card. What a fucking idiot. But there you go. Uh, do not go and do that because it's really, really silly, especially if you're not good with managing your cash. See you on day number six.